Second Thessalonians chapter 3, verses 1 through 5. Finally, brothers, pray for us that the word of the Lord may speed ahead and be honored as happened among you, and that we may be delivered from wicked and evil men. For not all have faith, but the Lord is faithful. He'll establish you and guard you against the evil one, and we have confidence in the Lord about you, that you are doing and will do the things that we command. May the Lord direct your hearts to the love of God and the steadfastness of Christ. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Amen. Amen. Well, another great one today. And another kind of short passage, it's five pretty short verses in a similar theme. Um, and it's it, it's a little two-wayed um, because Paul is soliciting the prayers of uh, the Thessalonian believers for their ministry. Uh, for the advance of the gospel. And then he also kind of turns back towards them with this uh, similar, you know, prayer that may the Lord direct your hearts to the love of God and the steadfastness of Christ. Um, you know, we should probably use that as a benediction in our services more often. Yeah. Uh, Cause that's just a good word. Um, but Thomas, what are your thoughts on, uh, on how Paul continues to, you know, develop this epistle in today's reading? Well, I, I think about like, um, when you get to first Timothy chapter five and, uh, and Paul says at the end of it, um, he says, you know, let the elders who rule among you be considered who rule well, be considered worthy of double honor, especially those who labor in preaching and teaching. Um, I think there's something about like praying for other people that are preaching, praying for your pastors, praying mm-hmm. for people in other churches, praying for missionaries, like pray. Mm-hmm. I think there's, there's something about not just like praying for those folks, but just in general praying for other people. Yeah. Amen. It's if you, if we'd like had a score going like a, a scoreboard, like in our like bedroom or wherever we pray most of the time of how many prayers were about me versus how many prayers were about other people. It, we might not want fo- folks to see the score. Mm. Yeah. Seriously. <laughs> and so I, I love that. I think it's actually very, a very healthy, like, little teaching moment for all of us. Finally, brothers pray for us. Mm. Uh, and then specifically pray that the word of the Lord may speed ahead and be honored as happened among you. Mm-hmm. And so <clears throat> pray for the folks that are teaching and preaching the word, pray for the Bible translators, pray for the people that are smuggling little pieces of Bibles places like that. That's probably a better time spent than like, praying for all the little things about me. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I totally agree. You know, uh, Jen and I, um, we, we've both kind of at, at separate stages in life really struggled with like anxiety, mm-hmm. um, and panic and intrusive thoughts, that sort of stuff. Um, and you know, when talking with Lou Priolo, our, our beloved biblical counselor guru here at the church, um, one of the things that Guru, that would be like great to go under his name tag. Yeah, that should just, like we should put Luke that on the Riolo. website. Yeah. Guru. I'll talk to Tara. Okay. Yeah. That's <laughs> um, but, anyways, one of the things that he really commends and, and has kind of helped uh, just many people in our church who, who struggle with that, and probably many of you who are listening to this, uh, what he commends people towards is really being concerned with serving and helping others and being concerned with the welfare of others. And it is interesting how that, uh, 
seems like it would be another sort of weight on your mind that would make a bad situation worse. But in reality, yeah, it, it is such a beautiful perspective check. You know, we often, uh, I've heard in many different church settings, this idea of, uh, you know, there's the sea of Galilee and the dead sea, which is connected by the Jordan river. And one, the sea of Galilee is full of fish. It's full of life. The other, the dead sea is called the dead sea. You know, there's not life. There's not flourishing in there. Uh, you would not like to take a swim in there unless you want to see how buoyant you are. Um, that's right. That's right. You don't want to, you don't want to fill your, your, uh, your Nalgene-up. No. Nah. Well, you probably don't in the sea of Galilee. Actually, it's fresh water. It's fresh water. Maybe if you, you might, filter it. You might. I don't know. I've seen a lot of people swimming in it. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Regardless. Yeah. Um, you know, the analogy that I've heard used in church circles is, you know, basically what makes one healthy and full of life and the other unhealthy and full of death is that the Sea of Galilee has water flowing out of it constantly yeah. Yeah. through the Jordan River. That's right. And so it's there's got this, an inflow and an outflow. Exactly. And the Dead Sea just has the inflow and it kind of terminates there. Yep. And so all of the residue of the water, all the salt, all the brine just collects and stagnates and you know i've heard that used in like terms of money generosity which i think is a fair idea i also think though like in our prayer life um when we seek the welfare of others we seek for others to rest in the love of god and and um the compassion of jesus then that has a really beautiful effect on our life as we you know kind of press through the things that weigh on us yeah and i mean that's that's where he he continues being led by the Holy Spirit to drive that idea home of getting outside of ourselves. Mm-hmm. Um, at, you know, he's pray for us that the word of God may speed ahead and be honored as happening. Oh, I'm praying now. I'm praying for like people to receive the word. I wonder what their lives are like. I'm going to mm-hmm. pray for those folks uh, and <clears throat> and that they would be delivered from wicked men. Oh, I'm going to pray that they would be out of harm's way. Um, and then I'm reminded that the Lord is faithful and he will establish you and guard you against the evil one. We have confidence in the Lord about you. Like Paul's whole thing here is not about Paul. Like he says, Hey, pray for us. And then he gets back to them. He's modeling for them Mm. how we're supposed to live. Like, Hey, pray for me. Now, as far as your life, let's talk about that for a minute. Like he's, he's modeling this, which is which is Christian charity, mm-hmm. love for, for each other. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I, I love the, the well wishing. I know we're jumping ahead. To, uh, at least I'm jumping ahead to the last verse in this section, but may the Lord direct your hearts to the love of God and to the steadfastness of Christ. Mm-hmm. Well, why would the Lord need to direct our hearts to God and his love and to the steadfastness of Christ, the example that he left where he was always about his father's business. Mm-hmm. Well, because my heart drifts towards me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like absolutely, I need the Lord to direct it to the love of God and the steadfastness of Christ. Otherwise this whole world's going to be about Thomas. Absolutely. And like, that's, that's not like the best use of time. Mm-hmm. I'm fairly finite. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Uh, <laughs> absolutely. And fickle. Yeah. Like I'm not steadfast. Christ is steadfast. Um, I'm like loving some days and not other days and a big, a big blend of all that. Well, the love of God is always there. Mm-hmm. So <clears throat> I, I love this whole little, um, this conclusion that he's starting to give to these folks about, Hey, like 
let's let's get away from ourselves. Let's mm-hmm. get to God, to Christ, and let's be about God's people. Absolutely, absolutely. And I I just love this this pastoral confidence that's that's modeled in verse four. And we have confidence in the Lord about you. Yeah, you, you know that we can entrust one another to the Holy Spirit and, and trust that the Lord will direct people in his love and in his steadfastness. And it's just such this all encompassing vision of like anxiety dying in our circles Mm -hmm. of faith, where we are personally seeking the Lord and resting in his kindness towards us. And then we're also praying that the Lord would guide them, would guide others towards that same thing, not from a place of, worry and anxiety but from a place of confidence in god's kindness amen to that and i i do agree that um what we're seeing here is the the marks of a godly mature leader in paul where he says look i love you and i trust the lord's going to continue to do what he started in you Mm -hmm. amen amen all right well a great word and tomorrow uh, we are going to continue to sort of wind down the book of Second Thessalonians. Until then, for Thomas Nelson, this is Will Carlisle. We will see you tomorrow on Our Daily Rhythm. Thanks for listening to Our Daily Rhythm. I'm Jason Dees, one of the pastors of Christ's Covenant, and Our Daily Rhythm is a ministry of our church designed to help you more faithfully and effectively meditate on God's Word. If you ever have a question for us about one of our Bible readings or one of your own Bible readings, please don't hesitate to text us at 404-465-1737. Again, that's 404-465-1737. Or email me directly at jason at christcovenant.com. We'll meet you again tomorrow for our daily rhythm.